What's up? What's up, my highness queens? I am back with another bluntly black episode. Um, this week it's with my friend Domina Portia Moon, and she is a dominatrix and a badass dominatrix at that, if I do say so myself. Um, this one was really fun. I had so much fun talking to her. Um, she was really open and honest. Uh, she was bluntly black, and it was just a really good time. Uh, she gave us some really interesting insight into the BDS community and lifestyle. Um, and then she gives us some really fun ideas about what you can do with everyday household items like chopsticks and rubber bands. Yeah, that one, I was, I needed a little bit more explanation, so she broke that one down for us. Um, I know this episode's a little bit longer than um, we're used to, but trust me, it is worth it. Um, we did have some connection issues. You know, the Rona is making it so we can only do things over Zoom. Um, so there were some times where there was a little connection issues, but please bear with us because Domino's truly dropping some gems. And I know that somewhere out there, deep down inside, there is a bluntly black girl that is thinking about getting into BDSM, whether for professional reasons or just personal reasons. And you may learn something. Today, we are speaking to you, ma'am or sir, whoever, however you identify, we are speaking to you. So just sit back, relax, light that blunt, light that joint, you know, do a dab or two, whatever you need to do. Uh, don't forget to comment, rate, and subscribe to Bluntly Black Girls wherever you listen to your podcast. I appreciate that so, so much. It is the easiest way to support Bluntly Black Girls. Um, so yeah, if you could do that for me, I'd truly appreciate it. All right, let's light this blunt and get started. You know, I think that that is what is cool about BDSM and is you don't have to do everything, you know, to be successful as a pro dom. What, what, I mean, I feel like the only rule is like, be good at the shit you do do, period. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. Um, it's my girl, Highness Queen, Domina Portia Moon. Give her a round of applause. She is a Highness Queen that loves to smoke. She's black and she is also a dominatrix. So I'll, I'll let you give us a little bit more information about yourself. Yes. Hi, you guys. It is an honor to be here and to be chilling. Um... I'm really excited to talk to you more about myself and what I do and how what all came about. Um, but um, as you said, I'm a professional dominatrix, intimacy, co intimacy coach, and a holistic healer. Um, and my practice uh, is primarily based out of the Bay Area, but I do travel and I love to travel. Um, to go practice in other cities and other countries and um, being a dom specifically a pro black dom has been a ride in the short time that I've been doing I'm really grateful to be in the place where I am like with my practice and my business and the network that I've built in the BDSM community so like I said before it's an honor to be here and I like can't wait to smoke and chat Oh, I'm so excited. I was like really excited about this episode, like recording this episode. 
my best friend introduced us and when she was like yo you should have this person on your show i was like oh my god that is amazing <laughs> this is a great idea so I was, yes. super, I was super excited when you said yeah i'm down to come on let me also say Fuck yeah <laughs> let me also say i absolutely love the holistic healer i think that's that's nice classy thank you thank yeah. you I want to be you know it's funny because a lot of when I ask especially um males that I feel comfortable with like sharing you know pictures and just like different verbiage and imaging associated with my business the first question I always ask is does it sound expensive does it look expensive <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like holistic is that 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 urban chic which like really personifies who I am like I really like (laughs) like if I could speak to what my practice is personified it's a lot of things but it's like Elton John Diana Ross a ballerina in toe shoes and David Ruffin living on like 35th in a house and they all just like stay there and live together and love each other. But I feel like like that is who I am as a dom. Like there's so many different avenues and facets of Portia. That is such a vivid picture. <laughs> that is such a vivid picture. Especially the ballerina toe shoes. I think that's really, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing the picture now. Right, like, and their daughter that they're all raising is, like, this weird poly triad, triad situation, <laughs> whatever it is, like, you know, their daughter's the ballerina in the in the front yard with, like, no grass and a pit bull dancing in toe shoes, but, like, that is every part of who I am. <laughs> that is so amazing. That is a great, amazing description of oneself. I love it. So... Um, how's your, how's your mental health been? How's your week been? And, you know, we're still in this shutdown. We're still in the house. So it's definitely important to check in with that. Where's your mind at? I appreciate you asking. Like, I feel like I can take like a deep audible sigh and like breathe into a real answer for you. Um, hmm. uh, I'm doing well and my vibration is really high. I feel like last couple weeks were difficult, but you know, we just shimmied on into Leo season. And hey, your girl is a big Leo. Wait. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, last week was hard, but like, fuck it, let's keep rolling. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fighter and I'm tough as fuck. And I think like, if I have all of the quote unquote essentials, I really should not be complaining about anything else. You know, I am so abundant and you know, everything about me speaks radiance and abundance. So like, I'm fine. So thank you for asking. So I can affirm myself. There you How go. are you? Affirm yourself. Step to the mic. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, I've, you know, this has been a week. <laughs> it has been a week. It's yeah. been a week. And um, it seemed like every day kept building on top of the next. And I was like, good yeah. Lord, can I just get a break, please, just for a moment? <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. let me get it together for a moment. And um, today was 
I had some I had some family and friends step in and really um, support me and help me and figuring out how to nice. navigate all the obstacles that I have yeah. been dealing with the last couple of weeks. And um, it was such a blessing and I was so grateful. And this morning I woke up and it felt like a new day. The world like, had been moved. Huh? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. It felt like um, the, the clouds have, have moved on and the sun is shining again. So, yes, yes it has definitely been a thing. And um, I woke up this morning. I made me, I probably made the best iced coffee I've made in about a month because I, you know, yes. so I make my iced coffee at home and it just was like absolute perfection. And I was like, yes, I feel it. Today is going to be a good day. And then, yeah, it just kept getting better and better. And now we're here and I'm just, it's just been a good Thursday. I'm really happy. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm so happy to hear that. That makes me hella happy that we can like add to each other's happiness, pick up each other's vibe and like Exactly. And, and, and just and just be in a space that's safe. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Did I did I hear you say that you're a Leo? I am. Me too. When's your birthday? I think my birthday is July 31st. Oh my goodness. When's your birthday? August 16th. Sick. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That is crazy. See, that this is gonna be a great conversation. The the last it's episode that I did was with um another friend and she's also a Leo. Was, look at all oh, this sick. amazing, fiery greatness all in one spot. It's just it makes me happy. Yeah. So what are you smoking today? So I actually took a backseat from smoking for a little while. Um and I am taking some full spectrum THC oral concentrate capsules and they are the truth. That sounds amazing. Especially just like sitting in the bathtub, hopping in the warm tub just totally gave me that body high. Like initially taking it, you really only get like the head high, which I like. I can clean up, I can do other shit just around the house. But hopping in the bathtub kind of activated what it does for your body. And I really, really like that. Like I'm here for that's amazing. And in case you guys couldn't tell, yes, uh, Demina Porsche Moon is talking to us from her glorious bathtub. Like, I can't think of a more <laughs> regal way to sit and do a podcast episode, but sitting in your bathtub with some THC pills that you just took and just reveling in your godliness. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, send me an email if you want to buy some of this bath water. I'm going to jar it up and keep it. So any of the listeners that want a little bit of my bath water, send me an email. There you go. I love a woman who's always on her business. <laughs> do you, um, so, so these pills, where do you get them from? You get them from the club? So, or... Yes, I get them from the club. Um, I think it's pronounced Advesa, Advesa or something like that at Basa Wellness they make them they also make a like an 18 to 1 uh, CBD one they have a few different things and um, they also even have a stronger like um, which is like the strain specific pills which I have too and I really like those but those have to be when I have absolutely nothing to do because I turn into a marshmallow <laughs> I definitely understand that. I'm a sativa girl all the way. I even kind, <laughs> kind of stay away from hybrids because I'm just never sure. 
Yes, no, because sometimes you will be on your ass and have shit to do and be dreading it. Exactly, and I'm like, mm, can we? I'm I'm not gonna lie. I am the queen of procrastination. I actually Likewise. probably work best um, when I'm down to the wire on something, and I know that about myself. And so when it comes to procrastination, like I'm like, it's fine because I know I'm gonna do great if I do it at the last minute. But it's you know it's such a stressful thing. And I'm like, why? Every time I'm actually like sitting there doing something, and I'm like rushing and trying to get it done, and you know, like I'm feeling all the pressure. I'm like, why do I do this myself? Like I, I did this again, and it makes no sense. So yeah, I try and stay away from anything that makes me uh, tired because I got shit to do. Yeah. Um, I do. Do you have any? Well, again, I know you're in the bathtub, but do you have any munchies, or are we? I am like on a pre-birthday cleanse, so I am drinking some peach ginger sparkling water out of a metal straw in a stemless wine glass. That sounds so good. And I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge uh, sparkling water fan, but that sounds really good. It's not, you know what? This particular one makes me not feel like robbed of the sweet taste that you would normally get, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I'll be like, oh shit, I thought this was soda. No, it's not. But I, and I even love sparkling water, but I still get tricked every time. Like, oh man, this tastes like it could have been sweet. That's crazy. And then I just keep it moving. Those are the best ones. Those are actually the only ones that I can really handle. <laughs> um, okay, so my high blessing for today. Um, I got up this morning, and this was the first thing that was on my mind. Um, my dreams are bigger than my obstacles. Where there's mm-hmm. a will, there's a way, and what is meant for me will always be for me. Yes. Just yes. That is the culmination of this week because I'm telling you, if it wasn't one thing, it was another. And then when that other thing came, it brought a friend. So it was just ridiculous. And yeah. last night, standing outside on my balcony, and I just was like, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be better. Mm-hmm. It just is. And I will just is, and, right. and things definitely got better. Every yeah. every obstacle I was able to figure out a way around it. So that's all I can ask for. I'll say it is so. Okay, so um I was reading my horoscope today and what always happens when I read my horoscope is that I get a message <laughs> For myself and um, and for others, and so the message was was to continue to be the example of the golden rule, um, to continue treating others the way I want to be treated, continue keeping others so that I can be kept in the way that I desire to do, you know, and be, and to continue to be good to people and be gracious, and so. That theme is like ever present in my life. It's really, really, you know, it pops up all the time. But I think that it is, it's really particularly special because, you know, Leo season just started and it really should all be about me. (laughs) But in reality, the only way that it can be all about me is if I make it all about others. So I just want to be a fucking beacon of light and shine my light on who is deserving of the light, but yes, to shine my light nonetheless. I love that. You know, you're taught the the golden rule, like as a child, obviously, right? But Mm -hmm. I remember like 
mm, probably about five, six, seven years ago, um, I was going through this like really, really like dark moment. And um, I went to this conference for work and it really had nothing to do with like life in general. It was all about like corporate America stuff. Um, But the one thing that they did include in it was, you know, there's always going to be people that treat you wrong. But if you treat people how you want to be treated, you may not always Mm -hmm. get that treatment back, but you'll feel better knowing that you've done your part. Yes. Yes. And it was like, I don't know what it was about that. I don't know if it was how they said it, how they worded it or what, or that was just the day I needed to hear that message. But it, mm-hmm. it felt like a light switch that day. And I'm telling you, I've tried to live my life that way now going forward and yeah. like treat people how you want. I want to be treated, whether regardless of how they're treating me. Like, I mean, I'm not going to stick right. around for no crap. Bullshit. Yeah, right. right. I'm not like, going to let you walk all over me, but I'm not... Just don't be malicious. Be a nice person. Be a good person. Care about others. Show people you care about them, and you'll receive Always. that back tenfold. And yes. Life changing. Life changing. Right. Right. I think that that is one of the aha moments I had in being a pro dom. Yes. Was it is only okay to be intentionally malicious to someone else with their full consent. Yes. If if you're being mean to someone, nasty to somebody, cruel and evil, diabolical, sadistic to someone without their permission, like you are crossing a major boundary and you need to check yourself. Right. You don't need to check them. Like you hella have to check yourself because I mean, and I have even just finding my way have done dumb shit and mean shit to people, um, you know, just finding myself. But now it's like I go out of my way to be extra gracious. I go out of my way to be kind. I go out of my way to be giving because I don't know what motherfuckers have going on. And I have a lot of shit going on myself. And I really want to receive good vibrations, you know, from people and in return. And I'm like, I'm still working on not taking certain shit personally, but we all will. And then we die. Yeah. Yeah. The, the personal part, that's, a, you know, that's a whole nother hurdle to jump over but uh, okay right but yeah especially you know being a leo i feel like we Mm -hmm. take a lot more personal because we get real aggressive like wait what'd you say yes (laughs) what did you say right Right. exactly one more time right (laughs) for the people in the back (laughs) they didn't hear you back there say one more time because i I I must be misunderstanding right they want to know if you meant it we want to know tell (laughs) us We can get into this this blunt talk. Now, your profession is being a professional dominatrix, intimacy coach, yes. and holistic healer. I love mm-hmm. that last one. Um, so <laughs> I really just want to talk about, you know, your life, your, your um, career, how you got into this, and just, just all that stuff. I have, I have tons of questions. <laughs> Yay. And ask them all. And I will be as honest but also you know keeping the confidentiality of my clients um as best as i can let's think about bdsm as kind of like a secret society that anyone can be in you know yeah i really appreciate the anonymity that you know 
we're able to afford each other as people that participate. So I am going to need an open and shut book, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's start with what was your introduction to BDSM and being a dominatrix? Actually, can you break down for any of our listeners that may not know what BDSM stands for? Yes, bondage and discipline, dominance and submissive, submission, and um, sadism and masochism. I am into every aspect of being a dom and the BDSM community. Um, There are other aspects that I'm more well-versed in, have a deeper knowledge base of, but I am, I'm into all of it. I love bondage. I think it's, I think it's fucking amazing and sick and I like how intricate it can become and how it puts your submissives in such a meditative space and become putty in your hand. And I just love, I love just a, like a great submissive, all bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready to obey. There's nothing like it. That's awesome. So what was your introduction into uh, BDSM being dominatrix? Um, I, it came from wanting to find a new avenue in which I could like, you know, masturbate and enjoy myself. You know, I had gotten bored with the other adult content I was consuming and I just like went down a rabbit hole and I found BDSM and I particularly the, um, submission domination side of it. And I just was like, wow this is it for me, you know, and exactly because in my vanilla life, I'm, I would say I'm more of a submissive switch. I can be really submissive to like the right energy. And, um, especially like if I'm in a relationship, like with my partner, I'm going to take a crazy ass nurturing role, wanting you to have all your needs met and all of that. But on a personal level that began to not serve me. And I needed to find balance. And this is how I am able to find that balance in my life. Can you explain what you mean when you say vanilla? Oh, yes. Vanilla is like the real world. That is, that's real life. That's in real life. The, the kink or the BDSM scene is, is not vanilla. <laughs> yeah. So you pretty much discovered it for yourself and then like watching porn or through just self-exploration and all that. And you were like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yep. I was like, this, this, this is it. This is it. And for a while, I want to say some years, it was just kind of like this banter that I would have with my very, very, very best friend and cousin who is also a pro dom. Shout out Xena Worship. <laughs> um, <Hey>. We <laughs> we would just say how this is what we wanted to do. You know, we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I just remember one day waking up and just was like, okay, I'm going to figure out how I really can do this. And I don't want to just talk about it anymore. I want to I wanna really do it. And literally, that's what happened. I started doing research. I started like getting myself together and, uh, you know, aligning my reality with that. And then I called the dungeon, 
got an interview and really like the rest is history I mean it's really not but you know what I'm saying yeah I love that you (laughs) said you know what I'm gonna take control and do what I want and what feels good for me and screw what anybody else fucking thinks I absolutely love that yes that is the whole (laughs) underlying basis of bluntly black girls (laughs) I wish I would have known that you had um a friend or you said your cousin we could have had both of you on here. That would have been amazing. But we'll, we'll just have, that just means we have to have you guys back. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're already planning epi- the second episode. <laughs> uh, so did you have, like, a mentor or, like, was this, you were basically all self-taught? No. The house that I started practicing out of, they have an introductory period or amount of, you know, that you need to train and that you need to learn protocols and procedures based on, you know, their, um, like standards. What do you say? Yes, exactly. Like I had to train for a set amount of time and then, um, I was able to begin to take sessions from that house. Um, throughout that time, I trained under some fucking incredible, uh, doms and it it just was such an honor to be able to learn from some dope ass people and to be able to get to know who Portia is as a dom and who Portia is like as a person and what my wants and needs and likes and all that are it was I loved it (laughs) how long have you uh been a dominatrix I've been a professional dominatrix for 18 months. Um, So I like, I'll still joke and call myself like a baby dom. Like I'm like a toddler dom. But the seriousness of like safety and like I said, anonymity of my clients and just confidentiality and all these other business aspects are like, not lost in the sauce at all um it means the world to me to like continue to learn and be able to learn from other people and continue to build my business practices and just become like more of a holistic dom and a businesswoman has been super dope um but yeah like I I hit the ground running and I do not intend on stopping anytime soon. Sounds like this is a, a long-term decision. Yes. I would say that, like, I don't think that it is respectful in any career to come into some shit and being like, I'm just here to make money. And, you know, I just want to be here until the well uh, runs dry. And that is not my thoughts at all. Like, I can understand if people feel like that, but I don't think you should come to any type of sex work like that. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but no, I like, I think, <laughs> I think that, that Portia will have a place in the industry as a pro dom for, you know, as long as, as long as I want, there's so much longevity. And I think you can't just come to shit like, Oh, I want to, I just want to make money or I just want to be here. Oh, I have a set amount of time. Nah. Because yeah. I think that that blocks your blessings to a certain extent. And I don't want that. I want to, I, I, I invite any twist and turn of my life 
but I also don't be like, oh, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> That's not really me. <laughs> I went and did um, my research, you know, and a lot yeah. of the Ooh. things that I found were about uh, dominatrix who have been in it for years, like literally 10 plus, 15 plus years. Yeah. So it's not a, a hit it and quit it. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, it's really not. It's not. You it it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Is what I'll say. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be. And I I don't look at it as that either. Like I'm like, man, this has longevity. So, I'm I'm here for it. As long as long as you're continuing to be up on safety protocols and learning and talking with other industry professionals and building and growing your knowledge base, There'll always be a place for you in any avenue, in any career. Very true. Do you have a specialty or how does that work? I do. I totally do. And thank you for asking because that is what's cool about the BDSM and kink scene is that though a lot of people have the same interests, um, may even kind of (laughs) look the same or whatever, dress the same, how they execute a session from start to finish could be night and fucking day. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I would say my specialty is, is um, sadistic sensuality. Uh, Tease and denial is, is a lot of fun. I really enjoy edging. Okay. Orgasm control. Explain some of these words. Oh, yes. Okay. So I was like, like, wait, what? 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 This is what? <laughs> what is that word? Okay. Okay. So let me back up a little bit. So ba- um, the, the tease and denial, I can kind of figure that one out. Yes. Okay. Um, What was the first one you said? I said I'm like a sadistic <laughs> sensual. Yes. Explain that. Basically, it's the art of the tease. Being sadistic is uh, in complete control and I get pleasure out of inflicting pain and humiliating others, you know, Mm -hmm. and their suffering. It's really hot to me. But I also think that you can be sexy about how you go about that because you can be like, lick the bottom of my shell. Or you can say, hey, I've had a really long day walking on my boots and now I need you to serve me I need you to get on your knees kiss my feet then gently lift my feet up and lick the soles of my shoe and you know why I need you to do that because I'm the queen of the world and the queen of the world can have whatever she wants it doesn't even have to be exactly that but that is it could be so crazy <laughs> But it like could be the a- voice changes, like you sound so sweet, but I'm telling you to lick my my foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then I would tell you if the, if that is somebody's kink to be humiliated, to um to be uh degraded in in front of people or in private, then they're definitely going to to do it happily, humbly, and 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 thank me that I allowed them to be in my space. And um, that is, I, I just get off on that so much. It, it's so cool to have to have someone on the hook in that way. And yes, I know I'm the shit. Like I am awesome. I know, I know. Like 
you're coming through. You are attributing your hard-earned money. Um, so it really does mean a lot. But I also know my place. Like, I know my place in the universe as a Black woman. You know, I, I just I just know how I'm everything. And so I'm going to, before you leave the session room, like, you're going to know I'm everything, too. I think really everyone should aspire to that level of confidence. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can. I do want to say that everyone everyone has it in them. You just got to find it. But I do want to pause and just speak to um, the submissives (laughs) that are listening. You have a place, too. And your place is serving. And that is what makes you special. So, like, everyone has a place to make the world special and make it go around. And as a submissive, like, your place is at my feet and at my boots. And that is how you make the world go around. Because you're special right there. I love how you just stopped to make everybody make sure everybody felt important. No, yeah. No, and that is a big part of, like the the bdsm scene and the kink scene it's like everyone is special and and important like everyone needs to know you know their role and their place and what they do to make the community go around and to make everything work and for there to be synergy so fuck yeah i'll address them minimally but they will be addressed (laughs) is there actual sex or like penetration or any of that involved okay that's an awesome question I can only speak to um how I practice on a personal level I do not offer full service you say full service you mean actual sex yes yes I do not I do not offer sex no sex at all I offer a plethora of other things. I offer like minimal anal play and I kind of treat it like like dating. With anal play, I really do not like to uh, partake in any of that with first-time clients. I like to see you a few times. And when I say few, like three to four times before I want to partake in any kind of anal play. I really like to build a rapport and create some sort of intimacy because I feel like that's very intimate. (laughs) Um, And when I've implemented that for my business, it has done wonders for like how I feel about it. And so them receiving or them oh yes that is them receiving it that is me giving them I tend I tend to use a big black cock just because visually it's really really good it's like striking it's kind of scary and who doesn't love a big black fucking dick right but yes I am giving it to them (laughs) they're taking my dick I feel the theme of power dynamics is very important here. Yes. Would you say that that, um, is that something that you enjoyed before the, the whole power dynamics before you got into, um, the community or is this something that you discovered? Like when you were doing your research, like, yes, this is why I like it. Um, I think it happened both ways. Um, I think I saw, people being dominated 
and wanted to emulate that on both sides of my life, like to be, you know, well, it hasn't really happened a lot on a personal level because I am single, (laughs) but in my professional life, I really liked being able to play with being 100% in control and, you know, literally shaking the room when I walk into it. Is that like one of the biggest, biggest positives, I guess, or the upside to to your, your work? Yes. Um, what it's done for my confidence, what it's done for like me just being able to to recognize the certain aspects of me that are like no one else. Being a part of a community where me being totally different from everybody else is like glorified. And it's like, yeah, that's sick. Like, go ahead. Keep, you know. Um, You're not shamed. No, there's no, there's no shame. There's so much openness and, and yeah, there, there's going to be times of like confusion and kind of like, wait, what, what is that? Or what does this mean? And, can you clarify or whatever? And sometimes there's even difficult conversations that have to be had, you know, especially like about race. And do you feel like there's um, a lot of black women, black men, even in the industry? I feel like locally in the Bay, there are not enough black folks, um, especially pro, but the more connections that I make, the more people that I'm connecting with and like finding that there are. So that makes me happy. But what I will say is my network has completely expanded when I joined the Black Dom sorority. Shout out to the Chocolate Dom, aka Mistress Marley. She um, started the Black Dom sorority for Black and Afro-Latino women that um, are pro-doms. So it's really been cool to connect with people. Um, I can't wait to start traveling again and get out to DC because there is a hell of big BDSM and Black kink community that I'm like chomping at the bit to get, you know, to just like lay some roots down in. Um, Shout out the Black kink educator because he's over on the East coast. And I just love everything he posts and, you know, everything that he talks about and just how he is educating people on the kink scene and all of that stuff. It's like, it's super refreshing. Um, yes. A lot of the connections currently that I have are on the East coast. Like I have another Dom sibling in Philly. Shout out mistress Ava Kane. Oh man. She's a bad motherfucker. Check her out at Mistress Avocane on Instagram. Oh, she remembered that one, so we know that's at the top of the list. She remembered that one. That off is the top my of the head. sister from another mister. <laughs> <laughs> to hear you talk about your your community and the sisterhood that you have with, and the camaraderie that you have with these people is just so not. It's so amazing, and it makes me so happy because to know that um, you found your space, you found your where you can yes. grow and where you can flourish and where you can be completely you and be accepted. Like just seeing that in another mm-hmm. black woman makes me so happy. I really 
enjoy being a part of a community that is so open and so just like down for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you spinning his mouth? Like, yes, it was fucking tight. And then motherfucker be like, yes, you know. You yeah. can't have those I mean, conversations with with vanilla folks all the time, like. Right, because oh, I mean, you, you can't just, just talk about to... spit play. Yeah, at the bar. No, <laughs> people would probably look at you crazy. Um, so do you work uh, a nine to five, or is this like your sole sole source of income? Uh, I do. I have a vanilla job. How's it navigating uh, those two? <laughs> well, I think initially when I was working, it was kind of frightening. Like, but I, I only had, I've only have had a little bit of overlap with working um, corporate and being a pro dom. Now I'm more in vanilla business for myself and so um my vanilla persona is so different from who I am as a pro dom that I don't have a lot of fear (laughs) and I know that a lot of people in my life don't agree with that like family members close friends and stuff like that and I hear where they're coming from because People, you know, stigmatize sex work and people just stigmatize any form of sexual Mm -hmm. self-expression. But what I say to that is like, fuck you. You know, if you if you have an issue with what I do um, as a consenting adult with another consenting adult, another another thing you need to check in with yourself about. Right. That's a you problem, you know? not a me problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh huh. Yeah. Sounding like you kind of, you, you, you kind of, you, you focus on my lawn a little too much. And, um, I mean, I, I, on the flip side, I get it, but I, I just am not going to limit myself and operate from a place of I have to be X. XYZ in order to be successful that will keep me the furthest from success I've ever been so not gonna do that and I'm just going to continue keeping things separate as possible and moving forward that way you know there's a time and a place for everything and I think like if I haven't learned that um in the season that I'm in as a woman now like then I'm doomed so um I love it I mean you can't live your life by somebody else's standards so no no and I I really and to come back to it like this is a big reason of why I feel so embraced and so at home you know with the people that I found in the in the community is because like dude (laughs) can't please everybody can't get down on everybody's wavelength but if you were able to find you know a good core folks that you know can fuck with every aspect of you there's not much else you can ask for you know right I definitely agree um you know I just I just thought about it and this is what happens when you have high ass conversations I don't think we finished finished talking about what kind of uh, dominatrix you are so, oh shit! Right, <laughs> I just thought about it. 
Um, Hi, shit. <laughs> right. So you said um, the sadistic sensual. Um, yes. The tease and denial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what, what else did we have on that list? Um, man, I love role play. I really love to role play. I feel like I'm a classically trained actress, so I am able to like get right in there right away and create a fucking fantasy playground for my clients. And it's so much fun. So did it's you so feel much like fun. did you feel like like you had been training for this like your whole life when when you finally discovered the world and this world and was like, I can role play almost anything. I did. And I was like, yo, like, this is what it was for because it's crazy. My entire life, everybody's like, you know, like you should be an actress. You should be an actress. You should be an actress. And then now I can finally say, well, like, you know, I kind of do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I basically am. Um, I like... to role play. It's so much fun. <laughs> what are some of your favorite uh roles um i love role playing like an amazonian goddess that is like one of my favorites i like um you know like wearing extra tall flamingo heels and just towering over people and <laughs> making the room all hot and steamy so it feels like we're in the rainforest and just kind of going for it. Such a picture. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's so important for me. Like, that is a part of it. I like to ignite all senses when I play. Like, that is a really big part of my thing. I have a specific incense. I have a specific, like, mood lighting that I use I have a specific room spray so that every session um visually and uh is like what you smell and all of that like all your senses are ignited and all of those same senses are ignited every time we play so do you have like just one scent for every session or do you like different sessions get different scents no, <laughs> no, I used to try to do that. I used to try to do that. And then I was like, you know what? It became difficult to I... kind of know what the mood was going to be. So I curated my own that gets me into the mood. And I feel like because of the Dom I am, if I'm in the mood, you will most definitely be. That's awesome. Let's go. So you made your own incense? <laughs> no, I didn't make my own incense. I got my, um, I found a brand that I really, really like that are off the beaten path. And um, I have my, um, my corner store guy order them for me because he stopped ordering them and I couldn't get them for a second. And I was like, dude, this is the only one that I like. You got to get them for me. So oh, no, sir. he this is a has problem. my incense. <laughs> I get my room sprays <laughs> and I just, I just ball out. And, but for me, that's really important because that also helps me kind of get into my, my Dom space. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, kinda... the, I, for a second, you had me thinking you were the next Erica Badu over here making her own I incense. I know, <laughs> I know fucking pussy incense. 
that is some shit that I wish I would have thought of, but that's okay. I'll I'll hit him on the next wave of pussy flavored and or scented something else, you know? Right. So role play, is there is there any other specialties that you have? Yes, I wrestle. I do fantasy wrestling, competitive wrestling, and like semi competitive wrestling. Um so I'm five ten. Wrestling and like, within the Dom community or like you're actually wrestling within a regular community or not regular. I don't want to make it seem like it's not regular, but <laughs> vanilla community. And then like your submissives are watching you. Oh, no, I wrestle my submissives. I wrestle as a Dom. Oh, wow. Yes. Did you have you always wrestled or is this something you just picked up? I've always been into like been like turned on by like physical physical like competition, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but wrestling is is new to me as far as like having someone submit to me via like physical exertion, but I really love it. That's dope. I've never heard of that one. Well, there's a few things that you've said, so so I shouldn't be surprised. But, <laughs> um, so can we get like a possible ballpark range for what it would look like to have a session with you? Well, yeah, I mean, we can just talk about where it starts. So to session with me, um, the tribute begins at four hundred for the hour. Are you the only person who calls it a tribute, or is that like a, a general term and? In- that is standard. Okay. You are not paying me. <laughs> okay. And um, and you said that's for an hour. Yes. And that's like the base. So we're talking about the most basic activities like body worship, um, maybe some light impact play like spanking, paddling, caning, uh, verbal humiliation, some role play. But the 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 deeper into the weeds we get is how the tribute elevates. Yeah, more work, more money. Yes. That makes sense <laughs> to me. Yes. Do your does your family and friends know about your your profession or do you stay anon or at least try to stay anonymous from them? I would say I am to, to my family and friends, I'm out to the people that I feel as though need to know. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the only ones that should matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is a what is a typical work day look like for you as a dominatrix? Um that depends. I feel like now that COVID is among us and we're kind of having to be um, fucking house dwellers and couch potatoes. uh, Things have definitely changed. Changed a lot, you know, and changed like a lot has changed how I approach my practice and really like my basic routine now is I get up, I do something for myself, take care of myself. And then I, you know, just spend some time feeding my business, checking emails, doing research, 
seeing if there's anything, you know, important about laws, you know, seeing where we're at as far as sesta Fosta goes and just like how we're going to be able to continue to move um, with a couple of other things that they're trying to do as far as um, sex works and different um, communication styles on the internet. I also uh, check social media. I like to fellowship with um, fellow pro doms and other just like, you know, sex workers. Uh, that's how I keep my pulse on what's happening and keep keep my messaging relevant. But yeah, like I can't really <laughs> give you a rundown because it changes day to day. It's changing week to week. It's changing month to month. Is what what business is is like is that because of covid or is that just on a normal basis um i would say it's mostly because of covid yeah how, how, it's, it's, how has covid impacted you uh i would say that business it has been it's been good <laughs> i feel i mean cuz cuz business has been good it's been good it's just it makes things more weird and it makes you have to pay attention to red flags like way more like I'm hell of hyper vigilant about shit and like I cut down I have to cut down on a lot of the bullshit now like I can't even pay attention to it like I really only address serious inquiries and I just have to like you know ask a lot more personal questions and <laughs> be more like vigilant about who I'm seeing how long I'm seeing them you know, what type of precautions are we taking? What do you feel comfortable with? What do I feel comfortable with? Like all these different things. So constantly trying to, you know, just switch things up so that I can, you know, maintain being able to work, but also like you gotta, you know, gotta keep it funky. I want to stay. I always want to be, be leveling up. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Still trying to make progress, but I mean, COVID has got you. Yeah. It's so it's a, it's, exactly. It's just kind of like, I don't even want to say, I don't even want to call it funny. I just feel like it is, it's just different trying to maintain what's real and what's not real. You know, I kind of feel like I'm living a fucking never ending loop of Groundhog Day. <laughs> And so I'm always like, huh, the fuck? But I mean, I just onward and upward. I feel like a lot of great things have happened to and for my business because of COVID. And so I'm excited. Like, I feel like I'm going to come out of this a better businesswoman. And not because I think like, you know, it's it's trendy to just pour into yourself and... Da, 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 you know and like be cliche because I also had times where it was hella difficult for me to do anything you know mm-hmm. and I was like fuck I gotta wake up I have to be productive but what I will say is that there were days where I have been heavily grinding you know just just putting into to my business and expanding it in, in my vanilla business and in my king business. And it's just like, okay, it's going to pay off. And I'm so excited about, you know, the things that I'm working on and cooking up. It's so, it's just, 
it's dope. <laughs> so, so COVID's given you more time to be able to focus and and get shit done for both businesses. Yes, it has. Have you seen like an influx of new? Are they customers? Clients. Are they clients? Clients. Okay. Clients. Have, do you see like have you seen like an influx of client requests or people looking for your services or has it uh, stayed about the same? Yes, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of new clients and I really like that. Uh, I also will say I, because of COVID, I've seen an influx of, you know, time wasters and wankers. Yeah, uh, I, that's why I was wondering too, because I mean, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of bored men out there or people out there who yep. are like, okay, well, what can I get into today? And they're, but they're not really serious about it. Yeah, on some looky loo shit. Yeah. yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, just trying to fucking get their rocks off via email, which I don't like. And it's done, you know. But like I said, certain things, this is like made me tighten up my business practice and be like, yeah, well, you know, if we can't get booked in a certain amount of emails, then I don't want to see you, you know? And I also think that like what has made me be able to see success as a, as a dom is I do not see clients that I would not want to replicate 10 times over. If I see any bullshit from you that makes me feel uncomfortable, I check that shit. And if you don't come back, you are, you know, that is totally fucking fine with me. I will drop a motherfucker in a heartbeat if you get on any fucking weird pinchy money grubbing bullshit. Uh, nope, I don't, nope, I will not see you. No, I do not have the time. And have you, have you had to like drop clients because they start acting different? Yeah, it's not because they're necessarily a bad client or I've been a bad dom to them or you know it could be it could be a number of things you know people go through shit people have mood swings um and I just feel like in a business relationship there's no room for any type of bullshit and so bullshit will always walk in my practice like that is <laughs> it's the the fucking bottom line is that bullshit will always walk it will always be dismissed and it will always be told by and I think that it's very player being able to turn down money because all money is not good money mm-hmm. and being able to have the power to pick and choose who tributes me is it's cool I, I don't have to see everybody I love that like oh no I'm not gonna see you oh you can't even you, you know it's just like certain basic things that if I see that someone can't do it like first of all you got to be able to come correct to even be able to have the opportunity to talk to me about you know seeing me I do not respond to emails and or inquiries that do not have subject lines if they if you don't put a salutation in your email if the grammar is off if anything okay done (laughs) that's it you know, it's just certain things you got to look for because then you're not dealing with any bullshit. Like, I need you to be able to form a complete sentence. <laughs> I was going to say, what are some of your other requirements for your submissives? Selfless generosity is huge for me um, because it's genuine. 
And so if I can feel that you are pouring from like a thankful cup, I, I, I'm going to be hot on you and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my all and I'm going to lead you in a way that is not only going to, going to serve me, but it's going to serve you. So it's, it's hard to kind of explain what it is as far as, um, it, attributes because it's not just one attribute and it and it's also different from person to person but it's more of like just a vibe that I get and I think that I'm hella blessed to have that (laughs) to have that discernment like the universe hella bestowed me with something hella dope to just know when somebody is being real because like you said it's not always about just the money no it's not do you find clients or do they find you and how how would they find you? Well, I am, I just bought my domain name. So I'm in the process of building an interactive, beautiful website where people will be able to really, really find me. Um, but mostly my clients find me. I have had a cool situation where I meet people in passing and then end up um, sessioning with them. And that's always really cool. I would say that it's more rare, but- um, So like just like walking down the street and somebody's like, hey. Yes, airport. Really? Walking down the, yes, walking down the street. Is it just like a air you give off that says like, yes, this is what I do? Yes, it is. is It's the vapor. It's my strong pelvic floor. No, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it is. It's something that I exude. And it's something that every person that I know that is a pro dom exudes as well. And when there's more of us together, we exude more of it. And the more crazy synchronicity and like serendipitous shit happens. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even explain it properly without sounding like a kook because when I'm with like my dom siblings I feel like we can move mountains yeah it's pretty fucking hot (laughs) (laughs) so um how do you vet your clients beforehand to ensure your safety well if they are a new client they have to send references from other practitioners that they've seen if they haven't seen any practitioners if I'm like their first dom they'd be seeing I ask for them to send a business card or their LinkedIn profile Um, and then they have to checkpoint like before the appointment they have to like call and confirm their appointment and then they have to checkpoint and then they get the actual address to the location of the dungeon So I have a pretty extensive protocol and I've been very careful up to this point. I don't like being, I don't like saying being safe because safes get broken into. I like that. But I've, (laughs) but I've been hell of careful. And um, anytime that I've caught a bad vibe, I always, you know, either don't see the client again or, you know, I end session, but I feel like I've only had to do that. No, I've never had to end a session. Mostly it's just like, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to look them over. 
they will not get to come back to me. Cool. Okay. And then just move on, you know? Yeah. So you, you work strictly out of the, your dungeon? Yes. Um, no, no, I don't know why I said yes. I do out calls and I do in calls. Um, I prefer to work out of my dungeon. Uh, but I do also enjoy doing out calls and I like traveling. I'm in LA a bunch. I like to go as much as I can. Um, before all this COVID shit started, I was like, I'm going to start going once a month. Like, let's do it. Is that where the majority <sighs> of your clients are? Or you just, no, you just a majority of my clients are in the Bay. I do have a couple of clients that are from other places, but when they come visit the Bay, they see me. But for the most part, my clients are here. Local. I think it's like, I love seeing locals because it's hella risky. And I love telling locals that I'm like from around the way. Like I don't tell people specifically where I'm from, but I, I'm like, yeah, I live around here. I'm from around here. I could fucking run into you at the grocery store, you know? Has that, has <laughs> so that ever like, happened? <laughs> yes, I have seen a client out before. How about and that? um I I enjoy it. It gets me <laughs> off. I love it. Cause they're fucking sweating and like kind of shitting it and like wondering if I'm gonna speak and I'm not gonna speak. So right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, I just find it funny to see them squirm and I'm just like hella unassuming pushing my grocery groceries around um but it's mostly been in like shopping experience so like in a clothing store and at the grocery store and then have they been back to see you afterwards yes did they did they bring up the fact that they saw you or they just acted like it never happened no they did (laughs) they did and and i and then and then i tell them like and i saw you too i know you saw me i know I ignored you. Fuck, I'm gonna speak to you for like, are you dumb? I was gonna say, I feel <laughs> like that that fits right into that humiliation and submissive and all of that. So I feel like it actually works. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like I I I see you, but I didn't see you. Like, it's almost like a little freebie <laughs> for them. They better come back. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's it's planting a seed, you know. Right. And I think that that is that is what is that's the magic of having having a good dom being led by a good dom is like they are always planting seeds they're always looking for another opportunity to program you for something to be able to put you into subspace so if there are several things that i can do to to put you into subspace like the more the merrier the deeper You'll be entranced by me the more control I'll have over you, which ultimately means <laughs> the better that I can shape your life. Can you give um, some examples of like what you mean when you say seeds? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, so I feel like planting a seed is um, certain certain songs or like certain playlist I play like in certain parts of the session I want my client to like either learn the melody of the song or 
to actually learn the words of a song. And so, especially if it is a, a song that's like prevalent in pop culture or just popular at the time, um, it's like every time they hear that, they're going to think of me. And another thing to circle back is uh, um, to plant the seeds is getting into people's minds uh, through their senses. Like the way that the room smells, that is another seed that's being planted. Yes. I want you to think of me whenever you smell this. Whenever you, exactly, whenever you smell this, I want to, you know, be able to touch you in a way that like is a common way to be touched so that when you rub up against someone in the elevator, you're like, oh shit, I need to, I need to, ooh, I need to book a session with Portia because... Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this lady touched my shoulder and now I'm thinking yes. about her. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's certain things. Just yes. very little things that are subconscious and make you make you come to the forefront of their mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Restorative breaths too. That is a big part of um my practice is restorative breaths. What is that? And mean? and I like to always call people back to their breath and just like, remember how when you asked me how I was doing and I was like, ooh, like I need to take a deep restorative breath to like take in how I really feel. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always telling people to like, (sighs) while we're sessioning, giving people that calm they can use that. Like if you've had a hard day at work and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to take a deep restorative breath because I know that that makes me feel better. Who's going to pop into your head? Because who fucking taught you how to take a deep restorative breath? The main thing that I think of when, when you're saying like the seeds and stuff is like everyone has that one alcohol that they can never drink again because Mm -hmm. they got so fucked up on it that even the smell of it, they can't mm-hmm. they can't take that's what it reminds me of and I was like yes just like how I feel about most tequilas I can't yes deal with the yeah. smell of tequila because yeah. I think about that time that I was praying to the porcelain gods and thought I was gonna die mm-hmm. I feel like it uh, makes you really think about humans and like psychology and all that a lot yes it does. It does. I hell of am thinking about people and thinking about taking care of people and thinking about doing the best by people um, constantly. Uh, but but this is like this is for me, this is a way to have it be constructive and, and justify it, because in a lot of situations, I really am in charge of, you know, my client's well-being. And I take that so seriously. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I you would have to, really to be seriously. able to have somebody be that su- submissive. Um, they have to trust that they're in good hands. Yes, and I realize what it takes, you know, to be that trusting of somebody. And I do. It, it, it is not. It is not lost in the sauce at all. I really do see it as a high honor to have people people trust me in this way like trust me with their fantasies trust me with in a you know for the lack of better word their deepest darkest secrets you know their greatest fears that is like it's powerful for me I can definitely see that I 
I, I see the... I just went blank on the word I was trying to say. <laughs> like you said, hi shit. I don't know. I understand. <laughs> That's all I got, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have long-term clients or most of your clients like, you know, a few sessions and then you move on? Um, I have a little bit of everything, you know. I have some people that have been rocking with me from Jump and I have some people that are new to the party and, you know, then I have, you know, it's like a, it's a really cool revolving door. I really like that. Cause you know, you'll have loyal client. That's why I said, I feel like I could do this, you know, forever because there really are some loyal clients that like, just want to be around and that want to, you know, do everything in their power to please you. And, and they and they really don't see their lie without you. And so I think that, that is so dope. So are there, are there different levels to your clients or you're, they're all pretty much just clients? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think loyalty goes a long way with me. So if I see that, you're loyal. I, if I see that you're down, if I see that, you know, you're giving from a space of abundance and you're happy to do it and it's super genuine, of course, of course there's levels, there's levels to everything. You know what I'm saying? So most definitely there are, there are my special sweet submissive boys and they know who they are. <laughs> that get special attention and and there's some that like don't deserve it and that's real yes there are special clients and they will get treated differently because of you know how they give and how they submit what what kind of people typically request your services I can't really say that I have a typical look anymore because I have seen pretty much everybody, full spectrum. Do you get any sexual gratification from being a dominatrix or is it more from the power dynamic standpoint? Yes, I do. I do. It's a huge turn on to be, to be worshipped and to be exalted and I I do enjoy it I think it's I think it feels really good you know just just the words would you call it the the stroking of the ego right exactly (laughs) a it's because like I already feel that way about myself and then to have it affirmed by someone and then for it to to, to be sustaining my life, to be um, an avenue in which I take care of myself. It like just comes full circle. It's like, oh my God, this feels good. This sounds good. And this affords me my lifestyle. It's just the icing on the cake. <laughs> exactly. It's like, li- it's like licking your fingers. And you know what I will say? If, um, if this is too, too intimate, please do nudge me. But told you we're we're being very open and blunt <laughs> here on bluntly black girls okay cool what it what i will say what it does for like my personal sexual experiences in the vanilla world like 
if I have a super hot session and it was like, it went well and like, you know, everything about it was, was just like on point from start to finish. That turns me on so much. And like when I get home and when I'm like in decompression mode, like I definitely want to be intimate either like with a partner or with myself because it's just like there's so much extra energy that I have that I have to release. I hella, like I said, I hella enjoy it. I can't say it enough that it just like, it feels good to to feel good. You're single at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Have your have your past relationships been affected by your profession or have you been single the entire time you've been dominatrix? I haven't and... It, it it hasn't I don't think that it's affected my relationships I don't think it's affected my dating at all I think um it's an aspect of who I am and so I think it kind of comes back to like if this is a part of me that you don't fuck with like you can't fuck with me have you been dating somebody and then and then you tell them like hey this is my profession this is my job and they're like what are their reactions <laughs> um actually every time I every time I tell it like it gets better like the reaction gets better and like people take to it and they're like oh shit that's sick that's cool like either have hella questions or or they'll be like okay that's cool and then they'll go home and do hella research and then they'll like want to call me up and talk about that well do you do this and do you do this and so I think it's pretty cool and I would say that in most cases people want to you know they want to explore power dynamics with me, which I think is sick, you know, whether they want me to dominate them or they want to switch or they like would prefer me to submit. Now that takes a lot. You got to put in a lot of work for me to submit to you, especially now. Like I am hell of naturally like a submissive switch, but like I said, like you have to, you have to like show me that you can, bring me the world and then fucking sprinkles and cherry and whipped cream and unicorns and all of that yes but the unicorn that like shit soft serve (laughs) rainbow soft serve yes 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 (laughs) um so like you being a submissive switch is that strictly in romantic relationships or are you have you had clients who wanted you to be submissive I've had uh clients ask but no right this is my job I'm okay yes <laughs> yeah yeah like I've had clients ask like are you interested in switching or I've had people inquire about you know me being a switch or me wanting to be submissive and no not at all not doing it no Um, I'm not interested because it takes it can be done um safely and properly uh but it it just my boundaries are very fluid at times and I don't want to be in a place where I, it's, it's hard for me to explain. Basically, to make a long story short, I don't want to switch because I don't want to relinquish power 
in that way. I'm, I'm not interested in it. I'm only interested in it if if a lot of work has been put in. That's why professionally it it doesn't make sense to me. And that's understandable. I mean, a romantic yeah. relationship, you need to put in that work. So you, yeah. you'll get the benefits of putting in that work. Um, and there are hella fucking prof- like professional sweet submissives that are hella successful and they're hella rocking. And I just fucking tip my hat to them all the time because it takes a strong person to be able to do that. You never hear about professional submissives, even the way that you hear about dominatrix. Because mm-hmm. until you said professional submissive, like I would have never even thought that was a thing. So it's definitely a thing and it's definitely needed. Like there are some people who literally get stepped on every day, day in and day out. And I think that that would be a really transformative service for somebody to be able to receive someone trusting and submitting to them. I think that's beautiful. That's just not what I offer, you know? And I think that it's amazing. um, The people that do offer that, I think, I think that they're stellar individuals and it's sick. And I wish them the best fucking success and so much money. <laughs> so much money. How, <laughs> how do you deal with a submissive not being submissive? Have you ever had that happen? Of course. But I feel like sometimes people want to give you a hard time because they want to be punished and you have to like be able to differentiate wanting to be punished. So they're giving you a hard time or somebody is really being a dick. I feel like because I've been blessed with hella good discernment that it is a, it's pretty easy for me to tell, but (laughs) who doesn't want to listen to me? That's how I feel. Well, I feel like they're, they're paying you to listen to you. So yeah. Can you give us examples of like what your punishments might look like? It depends on on the infraction itself, you know? Like if you do not greet me properly or if you are not massaging me in the correct way, it may be hold a squat for 30 seconds or a minute or do a wall sit with a book on your head or you know hold my tea set while I drink my tea it really just depends on like I said the level of infraction um for instance with new clients if they do not greet me properly in the first email they would most definitely have to um answer for that in our first session probably within the first like few minutes <laughs> what what is after we've negotiated greeting? what does a proper greeting look like oh a proper greeting is hello goddess hello domina Domina Portia Moon, do not just call me Portia. That will, I, I might not even respond. So um, the, we're not old friends. The typical, oh, yo, what up, girl? That that don't. Fly. Yeah, no, I'm not your friend. <laughs> I'm not your. I don't. I don't. I don't respond to to hey. Don't say hey. Do you get a lot of those? 
Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't <laughs> respond to baby. Um, ayo. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? None of that. <laughs> None of it. Um, I'll I'll literally just laugh. And um, oh yeah, I'll just laugh. That's where it ends. <laughs> laugh and delete. <laughs> All right. In the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the most creative thing that you've done to a submissive? Oh man, I made this. <laughs> I made this. Uh, I made like a Hitachi torture chair. A Hitachi is a high powered vibrator. It, it's audible. Like you can you can hear it. I don't want to say a mile away, but you can you can hear it. You can hear it. It gets the <laughs> and you can do some like crazy diabolical things as far as like ruined orgasms and edging and what's, jack off instructions and stuff like that. What's edging? Edging is when you get somebody to the point of where they're going to ejaculate and then you stop. Like you're like building the intensity, getting there, 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 and then you like completely pull away from it edging is hella fun because i like why that would be considered torture yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes because i love when people beg to come like please can i no why for what that's (laughs) self-serving you're being selfish why do you need to come um so so this chair yes tell me more Yes. Okay. So the Hitachi torture chair. I took a chair that had arms on it, a wooden chair, and I saran wrapped my client's arms and my client's legs to the chair. Can't move. Then I saran wrapped the Hitachi to his thigh, like, so it sat on his thigh, but was fixed right on his balls and I was just turning it on and off and talking shit to him and um, also giving him like you know kicks here and there with my boots on to his testicles and right right as soon as he was like getting close to coming you know he would have to tell me every time and I would just jam my heel into it into him and that was so much fun into his balls Yes. He loved it. Mm-hmm. So what happens if you tell them not to come, but they do? Then, I mean, depending on what they're into, um, just a number of degrading things. For example, if a client comes without permission, I might take my leftovers from my lunch, smash them up, and put them in a dog bowl. Maybe put a little bit of water next to it and have you eat my leftovers, my unwanted food, out of a dog bowl. Because you're a dog. Because only a dog would not do what it's told. Oh, wow. What are some of your, your favorite activities to do with clients? Yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, metal paddles and... um I love the Hitachi. 
um, or some people call it a magic wand. And I'm also into just like normal household stuff. You can have a lot of fun with like chopsticks, clothespins, and rubber bands. You'd be surprised. I'm trying to picture it, and it is very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would you chopsticks? Yeah, so chopsticks you can use as makeshift nipple clamp. You put a chopstick um, on either side of the nipple, and then you tie them off with rubber bands. Got it. That's not what I and thought, but it does Yes. Make sense. Also use the rubber bands as, like, a tie-off around the balls for, like, some ball torture. And then, like, once the person that you're playing with says red, you can just cut them right off. Just chop. And one, poof, and then instant relief. That's convenient. And it probably makes your job easier. That's really why I like rubber bands. Because right. they can all be cut off really quickly. Yeah. I really enjoy, like, sessioning with couples. That is a lot of fun. Seeing couples is a dream, you know? I like teaching women how to dominate their men um, dominating couples, you know, like having them both serve me. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. I also like, um, I like small penis humiliation. That one never gets old. And that you're just literally just talking shit about you got a small day. Yep. So in the humiliation earlier, you said that there's private humiliation and public. Do they tell you, you know, I want it to be private or public or? Uh, yeah. Because consent is like such a big deal um, in what I do, I would never, I, I would never, you know, publicly humiliate a client without, <laughs> without their permission. Um, professionalism is everything. And I feel like it's all I have. And as a black woman, as a black woman in sex work, as a, you know, just like a black woman that's navigating all the changes and, and this and that of the world. I really think that the perception of us is that, you know, we lack professionalism and yeah, that's just what I'm here to, to change is that like, no, I can be classy. I can be professional. I can be a luxury service. I can have great um, customer service. I can, you know, have awesome people that I also can connect you with and you know I I am a brand um any kind of humiliation is my bag public humiliation is sometimes a little rough for me it depends on where it is because you know I I live out here right. <laughs> and <laughs> you know being able to have anonymity when I'm in the vanilla world is important to me I have to, it just depends on who, what, when, where, but yeah, I like, I like public humiliation because it, it doesn't even have to be what you would expect it to be like talking bad to them loud or like yelling or anything like that. It can be a small thing, like not allowing your submissive to talk to the waiter while you guys are at dinner. <laughs> He's just not allowed to talk to the waiter and that I take care of everything and I order their food for them or I don't order them any food and I just ask for like a little tiny baby plate and cut them small pieces from my appetizer and then let them watch me enjoy my entree or 
just how does the waiter react to this the waiter don't say shit the way the waiter is just going with it because they want to sit this is true but i know he's sitting there thinking like what is happening because without any context you like it would be an interesting table to wait on without any context oh my gosh you would be you would be like what the fuck is happening (laughs) um do you have any other examples of this public humiliation? Um, public humiliation also is like, what is more public is like having having a client on, um, you know, collar and leash, or Walking like, the street. yes, or just linking up with them at an ATM, and you walking up to the ATM with them, them pulling the money out, they put it in your hand, and you just walk away. <laughs> You know, it's just a number of things like, you know, it, it ranges and people have different thresholds for like what they, you know, will tolerate and what is acceptable for them. But I mean, people request a lot, a lot of shit. You'd be surprised. What's the craziest request you've received? Well, it's, I mean, at this point, it's not. It's not even crazy. Um, the people the most, that the, most, the request that you got that was you were kind of like, oh, okay, that's different. <laughs> I think the first time I got um, a human toilet request, they wanted they you were to like, actually, pee on them, or they wanted you to poop on them. They um, this person wanted a full toilet experience, so he wanted me to to pee and poop on him. Double duty. He, yes, he was, he wanted a gold and a brown shower. I have never even heard of a brown shower, but I, it makes sense. Yep. A, B, a BS is what they call it. BS? <laughs> what's that? I don't get it. Oh, a BS, a brown shower. Oh, BS as in Sam. Okay. I thought you said F as in Frank. Are those like regular to you now? Do you, are you used to those, the, the human toilet requests? Yes. I'm used to getting them now. What are your hard limits? <laughs> In most cases, I won't switch and I won't submit. But as far as anything else, I do say that I want to approach things on a case by case basis. I don't kind of I don't like to make um, blanket or umbrella statements like oh, I would never do this because um, I'm sure that when I first started, there were some things that I was like eh, I wouldn't do, it. and I just like I love it now. So. Is there an activity that you get requested that you'll do, but it's kind of like your least favorite thing to do? Or do you just like, if you don't enjoy it, then you're not doing it? I am, you know, I I had agency over everything that I do. I really can pick what I want to do. If my heart isn't in it, like why do it? And I don't want to ever approach this like it's like a regular, like it's a regular job. Like, oh yeah, I have to do that because I just have to do it. Like, no, I think that's bullshit. And I think that that is how you get comfortable in doing things that you don't really want to do. And that's a slippery slope. Like I said, I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. And I'm not going to fake it either. I'm not going to kink shame them about it. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're into that. I'm not into that. Like that's beneath me. Or, oh, I don't don't partake in those activities. Just like that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, but this is what I offer. So you can pick one of these activities while 
while we session or you know what have you that is one of the misconceptions about sex work is because people is because you're getting tributed money like that you have to do what they want or you you know like mm-hmm. hell no <laughs> right i do what i want <laughs> does cannabis ever come into play in your profession i like to enjoy it um in post session but not when i'm not while I'm sessioning. Do you have a safe word? <laughs> yes, but like it's not what you would think. It's 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 not pineapple. It's not <laughs> like it's not like gobstopper. It's something really simple. Um so we use a stoplight system in session and green means keep going even though in most cases people aren't like green yes um yellow is either slow down or it's like becoming a little intense but i would like you to continue and red is completely stopped well that makes it that makes it very simple and easy i'm not gonna lie i did think it was gonna be something like pineapple or aardvark or Hello. I don't know. No, it's nothing complicated. It it's so that it can be remembered, you know. Because sometimes, I mean, what is some what if what if what if you're in like some type of crazy bondage or like in a in some sort of restraint and or your mouth is your mouth is gagged and it's like hard to make out what you're saying. Like red is you can't dispute it really. Yeah, I, I imagine it would probably be difficult to say aardvark with a ball in your mouth. Exactly. Or even remember it. I think your mind is on other things. And Yeah, nah. <laughs> Do you ever take on clients with other doms or other people? I feel like I've had some of the most fun with other doms, like double and triple sessions. Or I don't see a difference in tribute when I practice with other doms. So sessioning with my dom siblings or like you know a fellow mistress is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun just because there's someone else to help you fill space and there's a lot less of those awkward pauses especially if it's like a newbie so you said your siblings or your other mistresses what's what's the difference okay so i would say like my dom siblings are like who I work with and have trained with. And then my fellow dom, people that I know on the scene, um, as opposed to like my core people, if that makes sense. Not even like to diminish the connection that I have with my fellow doms, but like my dom siblings, like those are my people. We work in the same, out of the same dungeon where, you know, we're just close on a different level. It's more than professional. A family, sibling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I tend to have good relations with dancers you know, because they come into contact with a lot of people, somebody could ask one of one of them like, oh, you know, I'm looking for a dom, da, 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 da. And they'll remember Portia came in and tipped like crazy one night when she had a good night. And they'll refer someone to me and I'll do the same, you know, because people are asking me all business. the time. That is how you do it. And like, I cannot wait for the clubs to open back up because I have a fat stack to bust on some ladies. I'm so ready. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
what are your opinions on legalization of sex work and what would that look like for you? I feel like this is a conversation that I have in my head a lot. And it's kind of the same way that I feel about cannabis being legal, you know, well, like quote unquote legal or, you know, something that you can just kind of go to the store and get. I think that when the white man, and when I say the white man, I mean the government, when the white man puts his hands on certain things, it becomes a commodity that really can only benefit the white man. And so any kind of sex work, I think that it shouldn't be legalized. It should be decriminalized. Because if we legalize it, then I would have to sit down with a government entity or cohort of fellow sex workers would have to sit down with a government entity and create a plan for the legalization, which to me makes no sense because, you know, those government workers aren't in the trenches. They're not on the internet. They're not cam girls. They're not doms. They're not strippers. They're not whatever. So as far as legalizing, it would take a lot for me to be on board with that idea, but to decriminalize, I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. Like, make it not a crime. It would make it safer for us. It would be less of a headache for the government and municipalities to have to enforce and police. For me, it's a no-brainer, but I also understand that there are other political nuances that have to go into that. But like I said, for me, because I am a worker, like, criminalize it. Yeah, I think that's a very important um, distinction to make between the two, uh, decriminalizing and legalizing it um, because I definitely agree with you Um, I love smoking weed but the taxes that I have on my cannabis now that it is legalized is absolutely ridiculous if you think about where that money is going it's not going back to us like my dollars aren't helping me and so I'd rather get homeboy on the corner. It's literally going into a white man's pocket. Right. I'd rather give homeboy homeboy on the corner. Here, I'll give you extra 10 bucks. There's tax. I'd rather give that to him. At least I know where it's going. It's something that I feel is beneficial. Um, One of, in, now I can't remember the name of the song, but in um, one of J. Cole's songs on KOD, and I can't remember which song it is right now off the top of my head, which is absolutely like a disgrace for me, but I'll deal with that later personally. Um, but one of his songs, he talks about, you know, I should be able to choose where my tax dollars go. And I was like, yes, why is that not an option? In this era, why are we not able to choose where our tax dollars go? Like, I'll pay you the taxes, just let me choose where it goes. But but then, again, like you said, then the white man has no control. The government has no control. And we're no longer lining their pockets. But again, that's a, that's a whole other conversation that we can right. really sit here and talk about because, let me tell you, taxes upset me. <laughs> I pay them, so don't nobody try coming after me. <laughs> but I pay them very unhappily. But I think a very good point that those two things are different and have different levels to them. So what kind of obstacles do you face now because sex work is not decriminalized or legalized? When I do out calls, I have a bit of fear. Uh, is it a cop? 
if I'm seeing a new person, which nine times out of 10, I haven't really done much. A lot of um, my outcalls come from regulars. But if I'm seeing somebody new and I'm, you know, meeting them at a neutral location, like a hotel um, or an Airbnb, I do sometimes in the back of my mind, like wonder like, oh my gosh, is an undercover cop? Yes, I check their references. But, you know, with me having condoms on me, like I can automatically be charged for solicitation. So it's a little nerve wracking. Um, That is like really one of the only limitations. And also like when you post on websites um, not knowing if the database you're using is going to get or platform is going to get, you know, subpoenaed because of the type of content that they're posting. So, but other than that, I feel like I have been really fortunate to be in situations where I've been safe and where I've been just covered. So I feel like all these people screaming, you know, my body, my choice, about wearing a freaking mask and nobody's ever thought that about like sex workers. No, that never like crossed your mind. But when it comes to a mask, then yes, I'm, I do what I want. But mm-hmm. sex workers, they can't do what they want. That is yeah. America. Uh, that is the definition of America. Yeah. I mean, you know, people are always going to judge what makes others feel good. I agree. I know what it feels like to be made to feel like you're weird because you like something. And I don't want to do that to people. You know, the golden rule is really important to me. I mean, just in dealing with people in general. So like, especially when I'm dealing with my clients, it's like, I'm only going to treat others the way that I want to be treated. And and everything is done with like the utmost of consent. And so it's really like, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not going to make you feel weird, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that's That's your wife's job. (laughs) There you go. And I'm sure they, and that's why they keep coming back to you. (laughs) I would love to know what are your your self care routines? How do you decompress and stay grounded? Well, I was just in the bath. So, as you all know, I love baths. Um, You know, I soak my feet twice weekly always doing some type of like in-home DIY facial. Um, But what I can talk about as far as self-care is like my post-session regimen. It's really important to have a routine after you have, you know, given someone your energy. So the first thing I do is I shower and I make myself a sea salt and olive oil scrub that I scrub all over my body. And so not only is it exfoliating, but the sea salt is working as an energy cleanser for my body. So any residual energy that stayed on from the session is going to be totally stripped away and it's going to go down the drain. Um, Then once I'm out the shower, I light uh, my signature incense and then I burn some sage And as I'm burning the sage, I sit down and write in my ledger and I just write down the session specifics and I just enter it into my log as far as, you know, what happened and my thoughts on session and, you know, who I saw as well. And I leave it at that. And then once the book is closed, like whether I thought the session was good, was like kind of like in the middle or like I felt like the vibe was off. I can leave it there. And I feel like that is really, really important. I think self-care is so important. 
Um, I'm trying to find a self-care regimen that works for me. Um, but I've realized how important it is to pour back into yourself, um, especially when you're pouring into others. Um, because that's the only mm-hmm. way you can continue to pour into others. Um, the only way. Yeah, if you're, like you said, grounded yourself. What do you think that um, your profession has taught you about humans in general? Like, do you have any insight on human nature? Um, yeah, no. So just basically the pursuit of happiness is like what it taught me and just like wanting the pursuit of happiness to be a happy road, if that makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like being happy while I'm searching for more happiness on the road of happiness to happiness. We're all happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think I should just say happy one more time for the fuck of it because it's making me happy. There you go. Mm -hmm. What advice, tips, tricks, anything like that would you give um, a woman or anyone really who wanted to become a professional dominatrix or a professional sex worker? Get a mentor. Get someone that is skilled enough and grounded enough to know that them sharing their knowledge with you is not going to affect their money. And create a community for yourself. I feel like all of the tips that I can give have to be super general because everyone's journey is definitely different in the way that people kind of come to sex work and then specifically uh, BDSM is hella different. But if you are of sound mind, sound body, I'm here for you going to get any kind of bag. I think that with sex work, everyone has a lane. You can, you can literally construct your own lane um the only way that I would be against it like I said is if you were not the most mentally grounded person because what people fail to realize sometimes is that you know you are giving yourself and you have to be able to have a very good recharge method you need to be like I said super grounded so that you're not taking on anyone else's stuff and self-care beef up your self-care um you know being able to maintain my professional practice I have to have my self-care regimen it's it's exaggerated you know and a lot of people think that I'm a little too self-involved but I really feel like the only way that I can do what I do is by you know having an exaggerated self-care routine so But another note that I would give to somebody that wants to get in the game is to always be studying. Never get confident in the fact that you have built some skills and that you have them now. Like, no, continue to study, continue to build your skills. And that's with anything. And I'm telling myself that as well is like, I don't feel comfortable if I'm not constantly learning. Always be studying, guys. Always. I love learning. I, you know, I always hated school, but I love learning. Likewise. Yeah. I love yeah, learning. nah, because school isn't conducive to, like, people like us. Very true. Like, I don't want to learn about really what you want to teach me. I want to learn about what I want to mm-hmm. learn about. And so I dive mm-hmm. in on those things. So you find your thing, whatever it is that you want to learn about, and then you learn about it for the rest of your life. Exactly. I think that's some uh, great stuff. I mean, she gave you a roadmap, so... 
just follow it to the pursuit of happiness on the happy road. That's pretty much all I have for you in terms of like our little little smoke session here. Um, it was so amazing. It was so much fun. And I also want to shout out a couple of my favorite local strippers. So let's do it. I love yes. <laughs> Shout out Princess T. She's super dope. I don't know her personally, but I follow her journey via Instagram and OnlyFans, and she's super popping. Um, also, I like Duce the stripper. She's like super gorgeous. I mean, she literally looks like cognac, and she's built like a bottle of cognac too. Like just super, super thick in all the right places. And um, I also like India. Just like three wonderfully well-rounded women who have good business practices, and are very crispy and clean about what it is that they do. I think it's super saucy. I absolutely love the woman empowerment and all of that. I'm all here for it for the sisterhood. So I love that you just shouted out those ladies. Um, I'm going to go find them on Instagram <laughs> and follow them. And then I'm going to ask I'll them. send them to you. Right, yeah. So you can follow them. because yes, like, and everyone They're hella me, dope. They're hella dope. follow them because... I trust her judgment, okay? So I'm going to just tell you guys now, go find those three ladies. And I'm sure you will not be disappointed. I feel like you have high standards. No, I do have a high standard. And I only want to, like, follow, align, and associate myself with other workers that are, like, doing the same, you know? Right. You gotta, you gotta keep people around you and in your, your space that are at the same level, if not better, because that's the only way you're gonna grow. Facts, I agree. Our highlights for the week. Yes, I will include all those names, um, in the show notes. So please check those ladies out. Um, follow them, talk to them, be cool. Don't, don't be a creep. So before we get out of here, before we wrap things up. Um, let's do our random ass question. So the uh, questions are numbered from four to 20. Um, so pick a number and I will ask that question. 15. Okay. Um, oh, it's a tame one. Uh, apple, apple juice or orange juice? Both of them. <laughs> if you guys could have seen the face, it made it perfect. <laughs> I wish you could have seen the face. It was just, it was great. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I It depends for me what kind of, what, which ones we're talking about. Like, McDonald's orange juice is the shit. Like, <gasps> I... Next lab, right? Like, and I love I, that they fucking, there's pulp in it. Right? I love McDonald's orange juice. It is ridiculous. Um, and most other orange juice, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's fine. But apple juice, like... The Mar- uh, Marnelli's apple juice. Oh, Woo. Man. Shit. That stuff is Superior. amazing. Superior. Amazing. Yeah. I agree with you. Both of them. You can't choose. I refuse nah. to choose and no one can make me. Yeah, nah. No, you really can't. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do that. Right. So All right. So we that's about it. We're we're pretty much done. I wanna say dominant <laughs> Portia Moon. I wanna give you a thousand and one thank yous because this has been so such a treat. It's been so much fun um, sitting here and having this conversation with you. Um, you've been so open, so I appreciate that. Um, 
I learned so much. And I made up a thing, stop and go. So I, I feel successful now. And your rays of optimism and sunshine and love and grace and care are like shining through the phone right now. And I'm absorbing them. So I appreciate that as well for giving Sick. all that joy and all that happiness down the, the... I really like that, that whole uh, pursuit of happiness, but on a road of happiness. Because I feel like anytime somebody's talking about the pursuit of happiness, it has to be this like deep, dark struggle, which it definitely can be. But you know, yeah. adding in that on a road of happiness, like just gives it a whole different outlook. Um, and so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking at things like you know, try looking at things that way. So this is I listen to a lot of Proctor and Hicks as far as like manifesting and the power of your mind and the law of attraction. And the only way to be in a space where you can attract stuff is when you are when you are happy, when you are feeling those feelings that you get when you have the things that you've manifested. And so to be able to manifest more happiness is like you literally have to be happy. And it's, I'm not even talking about some faking it until you're making it shit. Like, you literally have to get happy. And this is another reason why, like, people are hyping up masturbation manifestation. What is, I've never heard of this term. Well, I've heard oh, my this gosh. This is separately, a, but this is, not together. Yes, this is, this is a damn near a whole nother show. But to be very quick, this is when you manifest when you are like getting ready to like climax an orgasm and you're very open. And if you speak, you you know, your affirmations while you're coming, you're going to receive that. But on the other side of that, if you're not master <laughs> masturbating and manifesting simultaneously, it's important to manifest when you're feeling the feelings of how you'll feel when what you're manifesting comes. So like if I want a home that hits all my boxes and all my needs, like I'm going to need to emulate the feelings of how it will feel to turn the key in my new home that has all the bells and whistles that I want. So how will that make me feel? Oh shit, that's going to make me feel excited. That's going to make me feel grounded. That's going to make me feel safe. Okay, so I need to get in a space where I feel safe. What was a time when I felt safe? Oh, I felt safe when I was seven at my birthday party. Okay, so let me think about that birthday party. Let me think about that time. And then that is when you come to the universe and you're like, okay, I'm feeling safe. I'm feeling cared for. I'm feeling comforted. I'm feeling grounded. That is what I, how I want to feel when I walk into my new home. And that is how you're able to create the energy to manifest that for your life. Yes whole nother sec, uh, uh, episode because I would love to talk about this more. <laughs> That's, yes. Whole nother episode. So uh, she will be back, guys, because I got more questions now. <laughs> Yay! Yes, but, but she gave you all a little taste, a little taste of what, you know, she's talking about. And I think that is so powerful and just, you know, like you said, the mind is a powerful, powerful thing and controlling the the thoughts and the the feelings that are in your mind or figuring out those thoughts and feelings and making them work for you in the absolute best way possible is a very powerful thing 
So okay, it is. Thank you. You're dope too. I'm so glad that this all came together and that we were able to just have a a candid combo about any and everything. Yes, it's been so much fun. So before we close out, go ahead and provide me with your contact info. Where can the peoples find you? Okay. Well, I am on Twitter as at party with Portia. Portia is P-O-R-T-I-A. And I am on Instagram at Domina Portia Moon. And I also have a website under construction. So check back in about a month or so um, for it is dominaportiamoon.com. And yes, flood all of my inboxes, flood my timeline, give me some likes. Cause I know you're going to love what you see. Um, and I can't wait to have you back at my website. As soon as it is up and launched, I'll have merch so you can stand for me in public. Yes. Go <laughs> give her all your monies. Give a black woman money, especially this one. Um, all <laughs> Thank of, you. Yes. yes. Um, I will put all of her handles in the show notes as well. Um, I hope you guys learned something. I definitely learned some stuff myself. And we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Hell of approachable when I feel like, nah, like the only way that you can approach is with bread.